live from Vanadier. Broadcasting live from the North Compound on Elshimo Island in beautiful Vanadier. Limit Break Radio. With your hosts and Nero. It's the most brutal thing ever. It's so much more black. Don't forget, fair damsel, you've got to have faith in the thief. Sales. Oh my god, we're burning alive! And Gamer. Well, the church thought called, and they're running out of you. Welcome to the next level. LimitBreakRadio.com Welcome to Limit Break Radio. I, of course, am one of your hosts, Aniro, rocking it live. And I'm Kahlo, as always, kicking it from the back. I'm Sale, happy to be here and happy to see so many new people. And I'm Gamer, being the beast I can be. Woo! Gamer streak keeps going! Even the streak alive! Yeah! I believe it. Rock and roll! <laughs> yeah, welcome back. <laughs> Don't ever do that again. <laughs> Actually, seeing your face when you did it, just don't ever do that again. I'm glad I'm on this side of the room. <laughs> I'm gonna break into deeply fucking Roth here in a second. Oh boy. <laughs> Spandex and all! Oh, yeah, alright. Uh, so, uh, welcome to Limit Break Radio. Uh, we are excited to be back. Joining us this week on the show from the Odin server, and also the, uh, the uh, manager, editor, and writer for Camp Taru's Toothless. Toothless, welcome to the show. Hello, good to be here. <laughs> glad, uh, glad to have you, and uh, of course, uh, our topic for today, we're going to be talking about XP camps and XPing. Today, now... Seven years into this game, and three years into the show. Almost. Almost. We figure at this point they're not going to add any more, you know, camp, so it's probably a good time for us to start talking about it now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Once everybody has every job to 75. Uh, so, all right. Just a little behind. Yeah, just, just a little bit. No, but, uh, you know, we, we I don't think we need to... There's some stuff we just don't need to cover. Uh, so, um, you get XP. Killing right. this. <laughs> right. So, uh, so we're going we're gonna to maybe uh, think outside the box here a little bit when it comes to uh, taking a look at XP camps. And that's why we're so glad to have you along, Toothless, because who better to lead us through XP camps than Camp Sitaru? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm speechless. I don't know what to say. <laughs> All right, so uh, so uh, we uh, we got a, we got a couple of things to talk about here before uh, we end up uh, getting into our topic for today. No personal updates, uh, but there are there is still a few things I want to talk about. The July update is fast approaching. Uh, we've got uh, our new segment today in Vonadil. Uh, that's covering uh, the the daily news from the headlines uh, from PlayOnline.com and other uh, uh, Final Fantasy XI community resources. Uh, that uh, that has made the uh, appearance on the front page and also in the RSS feed. It's also going to get its own RSS feed, so make sure you check that out. It may even get its own website. I don't know. 
may may get its own like today in vonadeal dot limit break radio dot com or something you know really cool like that so uh be on the lookout for that that's really exciting uh also uh, i want to mention that uh, extra life has been announced uh and we are definitely excited to be taking part in extra life this year uh extra life is set for october 17th 2009 and just like last year we're going to be having a 24-hour web stream uh we got a, a couple of people who are going to be coming out including uh fusion x and Pet Food Alpha. Uh, Steak wants to come out. Uh, I've heard rumors of maybe even Dooley coming to you. Go Dooley! Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Frice and Zero, they've said that they want to come. Frice and Zero. <laughs> oh, uh, so uh, it's going to be a great time. Uh, I know that uh, that uh, 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 Pet Food Alpha and Vonadil Profiles, they've both got teams going this year, so uh, be sure to be on the lookout for the 24-hour web stream. Now, here's the deal. Last year, we did this thing from Mount Pleasant, Michigan at GameGo Computer and over at the Hall of Heroes uh, comic book shop. We want to thank both of those places. Really, really cool places letting us hang out all day. We really, really want to thank them. But this year, for the 2009, we're going to be hosting uh, uh, Extra Life 24-hour web stream from the Great Lakes Crossing Mall in Auburn Hills, Michigan at the Timbuktu Cafe, which is a, uh, a land cafe. Uh, a land party, uh, uh, land arcade sort of thing, uh, much like uh, uh, Game Go Computers is, and uh, it's much, it's a much, much more centrally located. It's not you know three hours away from uh, from civilization. Uh, you can get there in pretty short order. Uh, some of the hotels are pretty booked up. I've been trying uh, to to call around and get some group rates, but haven't been able to. Uh, haven't been able to uh, to to find anything yet, uh, so uh, so you know check around. I know that there's a Holiday Inn right near the Great Lakes Crossing Mall. Uh, there's a couple of other places. They've got a few rooms left around October 17th. So if you want to come out, please, we want to encourage you to come out and join us from uh, from 9 a.m. until uh, about uh, about 10 o'clock p.m. We're going to be uh, broadcasting live from the Timbuktu Cafe, and you can come and and you know just yeah uh, you know Timbuktu Cafe is going to be doing their business, so you can come and pay their hourly rates and uh, come play games with us. Check out the stream, say hey, do whatever, go shopping, uh, whatever you want to do. And remember, when you come, you're not just coming for LBR or Extra Life. You're coming to see Kahlo pop one too many nodos and drink way too much caffeine and probably pass out before the live stream is even over. Uh, and don't at and the mouth. that, my friends, is priceless. Yeah, and and I've also got about five red deaths with your name on them. Oh, hoo hoo! Yeah, <laughs> there might actually be a death. <laughs> uh, so uh, so yeah, um, uh, there will be uh, a ventrilo again this year. For participants, anyone who's part of uh, Team Limit Break Radio or uh, Team uh, uh, Pet Food Alpha or Vonadil Profiles or anyone else who uh, who's involved with the effort uh, can hop on the Ventrilo uh, the uh, the the Ventrilo server and uh, hang out with us. We'll be checking in with them all day long. If you can't join us in person, but here's the thing: here's the cool part. All right, we've covered from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. From 10 p.m. All the way again until 9 a.m., we've got the lock-in. Now, anyone can come during normal business hours. It doesn't matter. You walk in as long as there's a free seat. You sit down and you play games. But for the lock-in, there is a certain number of seats. And once those seats are filled, there are no more seats. So, However, there are unlimited amount of seats and standing space for the lock-out. 
Yes, that is true. That is true. Ah, if you want to wait outside with signs and, you know, presents and cookies, then we will take your you. presents and cookies. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so uh, so uh, if, if you want to be part of the full 24-hour live web stream experience and you want to be there for the whole thing, you're going to want to, to definitely get your hands on one of these overnight tickets, one of these lock-in tickets. The bidding is going to start at $40. We're going to be auctioning them off, and all the proceeds will be going to the Texas Children's Hospital. And, of course, Extra Life, all to benefit the Texas Children's Hospital. And uh, that is uh, that is very, very important. Uh, a couple of more things before uh, we move into the uh, into the uh, show here, real quick. There was a little bit of nastiness on uh, on our web page the other day. Uh, uh, some some shenanigans, some hooliganism, bamboozlement. Yes, bamboozlement. That was that is a good word. Flimflammery. Flimflammer. There, there we go. There's another one. Um, but uh, uh, there, the 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 website got hacked. We were locked out of the site for about 24 hours. Uh, I do want to reassure you, uh, Zero has gone over every inch of that code. There is no malicious code in the website. If you visited the website and saw the hack, you are okay. Your computer will not be infected with any kind of malware. Nor will it implode. No, it will not implode. We 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 promise. We can promise that. Like Kahlo wanted to wanted to say, there's a chance you might have. But if it get, does no. implode, it's not our fault. It was probably something was wrong with your system before the hat. That's true. North, Don't blame the sites. North Korea did it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving on. Uh, uh, one one little piece of business before we uh, get on to the show here. Uh, we want to introduce the uh, the uh, uh, about uh, fifteen guests that we have with us today uh we are streaming this live this episode live over our starbreaker exclusive stream it is exclusive because you need to be a starbreaker to be able to listen to it and how do you become a starbreaker well that's very easy you donate five dollars or more to the limit break radio fan fest and new equipment fund and you become a starbreaker it's just that easy you can interact each time we record a show, you can interact with us. And uh, so we want to say, hey, what up to our Starbreaker uh, uh, chat room here? Hi. And, yeah. And, uh, and we, we got, a, got a bunch of people uh, sitting in there. We got, uh, you know, Carletta and uh, Silent Lucidity and uh, Sevo Kevo. Oh, geez. Uh, lots of Fryce in there, too. Yep. Fryce is in there. Fusion X is hanging out and listening. So, Oh, and Zero. If you want to become a Starbreaker, please donate $5 or more to the Limit Break Radio Fan Fest and New Equipment Fund. And now, listen, okay, guys, our, our coffers have been depleted from last year's Fan Fest. So, listen, uh, we really need some help here uh, to, to be able to fund our trip out to Fan Fest this year. Fan Fest is quickly approaching. It's usually sometime in the fall or the winter. Uh, so we've got to try to uh, replenish our funds, and uh, you know we, we want to do that by offering you guys a great product. And we think that the Starbreaker exclusive stream live interaction uh, with the show will be a good incentive for people to donate. So please, please, we really want uh, uh, to, to be able to afford to go to FanFest. And, and, and here's, here's the real deal. Like here's, here's the honest part. 
if we can't make the donation, like if we don't get the donations to go, that means that I've got to work to be able to pay my own way to go. That means I've got less time to devote to things limit break radio. Um, so, you know, some, I, I, you know, either I got to work more or, you know, uh, some, or you got to work more. <laughs> yeah, <or> you, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Please. I want to go this time. Yeah. Yeah. We'd, we'd really love for sale to be able to go, uh, this year. And, uh, and, and you know, there's going to be some, uh, final, fa- I'm, I, guarantee almost guarantee that there's going to be some final fantasy 14 information out there at fan fest this year so uh your guys you guys are definitely going to want to be in on that so uh uh definitely if you can please 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 donate to the starbreaker uh fan fest and new equipment fund and get in on the starbreaker exclusive stream and when there's nothing live when we're not recording a show live we've got some great tunes spinning all the time it's always up so Check that out. All right. So uh, it's time to uh, check out our topic here for today. Toothless, uh, once again, from uh, the Camp Citaru site. Uh, so, uh, so Toothless, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself, what you've been doing recently, and, uh, and uh, all, all things Toothless. What's up, man? Um, okay. As you said so earlier, I come from Odin. And I've been playing since, what, March 2004? So it's been... Oh, Giga, it's been like five years now since I've been playing. And I'm a mage at heart. I've got all my black, reds, whites, my summoner, and soon my scholar will also be at 75. I have yet to touch a melee job with any real seriousness other than Ranger. And sometime during November 2005, I set up Campsite Arrows, which... um, you can find at campsitearrows.blogspot.com to act as a notes book of sorts for you know, for my own personal reference. And since I figured it might be useful, I put it up on the web and put a few adverts on Alakazam and Killing Ifrit and everything else came from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have to say it's definitely a great resource uh, for, for, for any level. You know, uh, no matter where you are, you know, when you have a party together, and, you know, you, you look at your favorite camp and it's taken. You're like, oh, well, guys, maybe we should just, you know, disband. You just pop up Camp Sitaru, you find your level range, and boom, there's a whole slew yeah. of alternate camps to go to. And chances are, no one's going to be at those camps at all, so you have a wide range of mobs to pick from. Yep, yeah. There are two features that camp, of Camp Sitaru's that I make it good for the users. One is that, I mean, there are many, many guys out there that give, you know, rather vague... Um, level ranges but for campsite arrows every single camp that is that has an entry there has been personally tested by me as in i actually you know took the trouble to grab five unwilling people and pull <laughs> them to some godforsaken spot in the works which, slaves work you either, <laughs> you either have a lot of really good friends or a, real, a lot of people who are really mad at you now <laughs> or people actually, that it you was have a lot of- easier than i thought it would have been really it's like the number of people I've got. Hey, would you like to go camp? Um, what was the weirdest one? I managed to some. I the one, the most unbelievable camp I, I think I've managed to pull off so far is I managed to convince a party to level off um, lesser chickas in the Tafnasian, uh What's it called? Lufai's Meadows. Mm-hmm. If you know, if you even know what less chicka are, I'll be impressed. 
I don't. No. <laughs> Didn't even hear that, sorry. They're the sapling mobs in um, the northern, western part of Lufai's Meadows. Where basically saplings and treants. Which, All right, uh, I, 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 oh, I, I know where that is. I, I, I that actually, I, well, not really. Yeah, yeah. Which, if you remember anything about saplings and treants, is that they aren't exactly the most XP-friendly mobs in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was just surprised I actually managed to get to con- first convince the party to go all the way to the Tafnesian archipelago to first XP there. And second, we actually XP for two hours there wow. without quitting halfway. Which was <laughs> really nice. I, I, yeah, I, I probably would have guessed that it would have quit halfway. But uh, but no, that, that's I mean, that's really cool. And so, I mean, you can look at every single entry on there and know that this is toothless tested and approved. Per se, I, I, I've, I've taken the bad ones down. Well, most make a little anyway. stamp to put on them. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then, I mean, the, and the other thing is because I it uses a blogger format. You know, people are free to leave comments on you know the entries that to build up on the entries that I've already put down there. Sure. So you know, if things change like with a version update, then you know you can just make a quick note of that, and yeah. you know people really can can refer to all the comments, and you know, I mean, more opinions also make things more accurate for people as well. Right. Yeah. And you know, sometimes I occasionally go back and revise entries based on the comments that I receive. Most righteous. That's great. So now I'm sure our listeners out there are asking. Well, we all know how to XP. We all know what camps to go to, but what we're looking to provide here is just a little bit more insight into exactly, you know, how to set yourself up a party, where to go, what are the best places to go for each level, and what you could be expecting at those places. So why don't we start off, uh, Tooth, with talking about the traditional six-man party, because obviously XP can cover anything from solos to duos to trios, Fields of Valor campaign, but we're going to try to concentrate more on the traditional six-man setup. No, the good old-fashioned six-man parties. All right. Well, when one person, when you when you say traditional setups, right, most people would immediately think to the six-man party setups pre-level fifty-five, which is everything before you step into Hardagon, right? Yep. Typically, exactly. the, typically the you know the the setup would be in the in the old days it would be a tank, two melees that made a skill chain. And three supporting characters, which would usually be, you know, a refresher, a healer, and a black mage back in the day. Mm-hmm. Also, now, keep in mind that back in the day, it wasn't so much we need a refresher as it was we need a dispel. Remember those days in Nero? <laughs> oh, yeah. Having that dispel oh, to, yeah. to, to get rid of a cocoon or steel shell. Yeah, those were, that was the big one. God, oh, uh, yeah, not having dispel was terrible. Oh, it was awful. And see the crab ready scissor guard and lovely your XP hour just halved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, halved. Maybe even more. <laughs> I mean, now of course. I mean, we. I, I don't. I don't want to say we've evolved, but I mean, we've. The the typical party setup nowadays is focuses more on main frontline melee jobs. So, you would typically have um, one tank. You know, two to three melee, and then the rest will be your supports. You know, support would be primarily your bards, your corsairs, your whites, and your reds. I sound like a wine connoisseur of some sort. But... <laughs> I <need> to do. <laughs> by, by, by the what way, you like today. <laughs> by the way, information correction from zero. It's scissor guard. 
Oh, all right. So like, oh, that was it. No, yeah. You can tell when the last time we XP'd off camps. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Shows how long it's been since we fought crabs. Yeah. Yeah. Shells <laughs> or whatever they were. That's, I never even touched them. This like, is true. I thought you had a recent bout of crabs. Who <laughs> 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 are referring to? Bazing! <laughs> I was looking. At, I was looking dead at Kala right there. Oh, and it man. took a moment for it to connect. <laughs> so, so all right. So, um, uh, uh, I want to pose a question to our Starbreaker chat room. Uh, uh, we have, uh, you know, we've. We we've talked about you know the old school setup right and and now now that's kind of contrasted with what we know a lot today which is a lot of burn parties. So my question to you guys is, what do you guys like better? All right, do you like a traditional party better, or do you like the new burn parties better? What do you like? Right. So uh, obviously, a lot of what we're looking at uh, in, in terms of the uh, this episode is looking at you know older camps. Because really, you're not going to fit everyone into you know the the three or four bird camps that they have in Not Oregon, and of course, not everyone's 75. So we're going to be working our way from the ground up, skipping over perhaps the dunes, since everyone, everyone knows, knows the, the dunes. dunes. So the we're going to be starting like in a rite of passage nowadays. <laughs> right. So we're going to be starting from about level 20, going over some camps for you. But first, we want to talk a little bit how mechanics work best for those areas because obviously nowadays with uh, the TOA strategy it's all just get your melees and just burn as hard as you can but because the mobs contrast so differently from squashy birds <laughs> that have really low defense to things like crabs and crawlers who have you know naturally high defense and yeah. TP moves at even higher defense right it's all about getting around that so Tooth why don't you tell us a little bit about the mechanics that Square Enix has that we can use to supersede those types of mobs. Uh, yeah, as you as you were saying, the mobs, the type of mobs that that you fight pre Artagon and and post Artagon, you know, very very wide, very widely. Like, if you look at all your typical XP mobs back in, let's say, Qfim or what, the jungles mm-hmm. or so, or Galaxy the Dolls, these are all mobs that are generally more defensive, like crabs and crawlers where you you know they buff themselves with scissor guard and cocoon <laughs> and, you know, these, these mobs are not the type that would typically like eat the tank's face off in one hit or something like that right. like, i mean there are a few exceptions like you know screwdriver or jet stream right but these mobs generally don't do a very good job actually killing your party members right yeah which is a good thing because I mean you don't want dead party members, but the problem is the mobs don't die themselves either. Art Agan changed that a lot by introducing many many mobs that are weak to melee damage, in in particular piercing damage. They are on fast respawn timers. They don't have that much HP as compared to other mobs of their level range, and they don't. Well, I don't. I don't want to say that they don't have moves that won't kill someone outright because I mean you do have pecking flurry, but I mean these are mobs that generally you know just for the most part just stand there and have really minimal interference with except maybe you know imps that like play yeah. tricks here and. But however, uh, you also have to keep in mind that because of the lost art known as skill training and magic bursting, that it is still a way in the past areas to get fast XP, and that is of course by using. Skill chains. You don't need them right. in Odd Ergen, and that's probably been mm-hmm. the, the the biggest downfall. Is people go, well, we can't burn as fast 
in pre-TOA areas. Well, of course you can. But if you use skill chains, you use magic bursts, then I, I still don't think you're going to be getting that 20k an hour. No, But yeah. it's better than the 0k an hour you're going to get because all the bird camps are, are filled taken. up. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, it, you know, uh, according to uh, to our Starbreaker uh, chat here, the, the spread is pretty even as far as traditional and uh, in burn parties, but it looks like uh, burn parties get a little bit of the favoring here. And it's and, and uh, as a couple of people uh, pointed out, including Fusion and uh, and a few few others, uh, it's because the XP is so good. And I mean, you know, you know, I'm a I'm a dark knight. I'm not going to turn down, you know, one k XP an hour. If I'm, I, I do campaign for most of my XP for crying out loud. So, um, <laughs> so I, I, I mean, I'm not. I'm going to be the last person to complain about XP per hour. But and, when he does complain, he's calling me to do it. No, yeah, yeah, you bet. <laughs> Glad I'm lower on the calling list. <laughs> That and I think now he knows that I feel his pain. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, you know, being uh, being a black mage, you definitely feel my pain now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, the burn parties and all that aside. All right, you know, you're looking to make up a party now. Some of you're going to be asking yourselves, why are you telling us how to make a party? We know how to make a party, but I'm telling you right now, I've been in a couple of parties while they're being made that would suggest that no. These people don't really <laughs> no, know no, how to no, make a party, and and you could you, you know you could be like me where you're not always inclined to make a party. Mm-hmm. A, yep. a lot of times, a lot of times I'm just lazy and I'm doing other stuff and I put my flag up and if I happen to get an invite, it's you know it's things that I can stop, right. come back right. to, party for a little bit, and then you know go back to whatever I was doing. Right, and of course, there's also a certain finesse to making parties. Like, like you have no idea, as, as a member being invited, even when you get your full party, a leader who doesn't know where you're camping yet is enough to make you want to quit. Yeah. Or when you jump into a party that has, you know, four DDs, but no healer support and no tank, it's nothing that makes you want to quit. So there are a couple things that, you know, the, I think the majority of people don't really realize, you know. Your two most important numbers to have before you start inviting melees, because most melees are impatient, is you have to have that bard or red mage or both, and you have to have some type of tank. And please, at least know where you're planning on going, because nothing is more frustrating than finally getting everyone together and then going, oh, bird camp's taken. Sorry, guys, because we're going to disband. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, having Having a good idea of where you're going. And having a good consensus on 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 where you want to go too. Not everyone wants to go to pre TOAU areas. Some of them are kind of you know in the head, mm-hmm. um, and and really just kind of like jackasswardly stubborn. Jackasswardly is that a word? <laughs> it is now. It is now. <laughs> but uh, but it, I, you guys know what I mean. You've you've all had those people in their part. Oh, you know you know. 19 x you know kxp per hour or nothing and you know that's i don't i i guess i don't really understand that attitude myself and uh you know whatever if that's you you know fine whatever i just made fun of you i don't know <laughs> but you also have to keep in mind that this isn't just about you know level 75 so we're not just trying to right. tell yeah. you that yeah. at 75 you shouldn't go to bird camp you know go to other camps too we're uh, gonna be working our way up so uh, with that in mind, you know, let's say you know you 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 got your party together, you got your traditional party set up because you're doing some pre pre TOAU areas. All right, Tufus, why don't you tell us the the benefits or the downfalls of choosing the area to camp in? Be that uh, pre TOA with Signet, uh, TOA areas with Sanction, or even Wings of the Goddess areas now with the effects of Sigil. Well, 
Artagon is irrelevant before 55. Um, I mean, you could try killing lesser colibris at level 20, but I guarantee the results will not be pretty. Yeah, I <laughs> wouldn't <laughs> recommend it. <laughs> Pre-Artagon, you really only have one real choice to XP, and that's the original, you know, Final Fantasy XI slash Rise of the Zealot areas. There are a few um, camps in the Wings of the Goddess areas. You know, an exceptional one would be East Ronfa in the past. Yeah, fighting colibris. Yeah, yeah. Again, I've also, I, I, I've also uh, heard. I somehow, I wasn't surprised, but <laughs> I've also heard uh, beetles in Jugner Forest and or it, worms in North Gustaburg with a power level. Yeah, it, but 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 again, I'm, I'm I don't know levels on that. I mean, mm-hmm. North, uh, level North like Gustaburg. Yeah, yeah, North Gustaburg. That's that's definitely lower level. I go out there with uh, with yep. my dancer and solo every once in a while. Um, but uh, at Jugner Forest. God, I want to say that that's like. Uh, 30s, 40s, 50s, somewhere in there. Um, so that's that's a little bit more mid levels. But yeah, no, TO, or not TOAU, but uh, um, Wings of the Goddess definitely opened up some of those, um, you know, uh, 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 some of those camps for people who want to think outside the box and don't necessarily really want a crowded leveling experience like you're going to go out and find in Bathlaw thickets. Right. And while you might be missing out on things like conquest points, where would you be, where, what you would be getting with Signet, with Sigil, you also get all three effects. Uh, that sanction could give you, which is refresh, regen, and extended food duration. And if your country happens to have the uh, fairy Titania, then you also get reduced XP loss. Not, not to mention that if you XP in the Wings of the Goddess areas, the refresh effect from sanction, it, uh, wrong. Sorry, the refresh effect from sigil is so much more powerful because at low levels, you know, I mean, in high, at, at higher levels, you know, one MP a tick is like nothing. But lower levels, when your MP pool is like, what, 200 or so, one MP a tick is very, very significant. You just look at Ballad 1, you know, to get a comparison. And this is a free Ballad 1 from, you know, level 10, I guess, you know, all the way up to 55. Right. So Sigil definitely has uh, a lot of advantages over sanction, but it's not to say that, uh, that XP in the sanction areas aren't beneficial at all. One of the big things that, uh, you know, hasn't really been that bad since they've added uh, XP rings can be recharged with, uh, you know, in, in TOAU areas, but obviously getting your conquest points back up, you know, is a big thing for a lot of people, you know, be it for XP rings or be it for some type of uh, income, you know, selling those items, you have to realize that 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 signet isn't as bad as it used to used to be. You know, being able to rest without your TP going away, being able to rest with that uh, HHP trait is also extremely good. And then the other fact is that since most people level in TOA now, most of these pre-TOA camps are completely opened up. And as long as you have the mindset to at least attempt, you know, skill chains, magic bursts, and you know what you're doing, and not trying to just TP burn through beetles and crawlers and dommels. It really isn't that bad of a camp. Uh, Guys, my chocobo got loose. Uh, I'm going to have to go catch him, so unfortunately the streak is only half alive. What? No, no, no. Wait. If you don't stay, the streak is dead. Yeah, dude, that ends the streak, man. The streak dies. That's only three episodes. Come on. That's not a very long streak. That's not even a streak. That's That's like barely a streak. That's like a stroll down the road. (laughs) You like like walk to the mailbox, gamer. (laughs) Okay, n- next time I'll walk to the post office. How about that? No, no, the, the streak is dead. This isn't even long enough to make a T-shirt. I was playing on capitalizing on this, man. I put my faith in you. 
Well, we'll restart the streak next time. No, You're... no, there's no restarting the streak. Blame the chocobos. Blame Stupid the chocobos. chocobos. Yeah, well, maybe if you were a real beast master, your beasts wouldn't run off on you. See, I no, 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 no. See, I, I, I advocated for this about a year ago. We need to start frying and eating chocobos, yeah. and then or riding the gokas. Yeah, there we go. There we go. They're big enough. There you go. I'm just <laughs> All right, gamer. No, I, I, gamer. It was uh, we were glad to have you here for just that little bit. Uh, so, uh, so take care, and uh, and uh, it was good, good hearing from you. And hopefully, uh, we'll we'll hear from you next time. And it's a good thing that sales here today, because if you had had to go last time, you would have been out of luck because there would have been no one to warp you because uh, Kahlo's uh, not on uh, his black mage uh, so that's uh, true sale sale would you uh would you kindly do the honors oh but of course yeah, hopefully next time i'll be in studio with you guys hopefully hopefully take care gamer right, see you guys see you. now i gotta go rest nah <laughs> all righty uh so are we Back. resting or are we continuing? <laughs> no, 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 no. Sales gonna rest. We're, we we've got a job to do. Yep. Uh, we we we've uh, got we've got more topic to right, cover here. Right. So. so you know uh, we've we've went over sort of the uh, uh, at least the smaller benefits of you know pre TOA areas, and we've went over the good benefits of uh, Wings of Glass areas. But obviously, above all, are the benefits that come from the TOA areas and the sanction. Toothless, would you like to take us through those? Well. The thing you need to know about Aragon is that everything revolves around your around Aragon maintaining control of the Astral Candy. You know, it is the lifeblood of nom, everything nom, nom, that. Nom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is the lifeblood of everything that um, that flows through Aragon. If the Astral is the Astral Candescence, or how you pronounce it, is in your control, then Sanction gives you a whole host of benefits that are very, very friendly to XP. You have, you know, latent refresh, latent regen, you know, or in enhanced meal duration. But above all, you get a bonus on your base XP. In addition to all your chain bonuses and mob bonuses and so on and so forth. Or ring bonuses, yeah. Yeah. Like what you know, all that, which is which is still only unique to Argon areas. So obviously <laughs> obviously because of sanction giving that base XP bonus and then obviously the choices of either regen, refresh, or meal duration, depending on if you're melee or mage, and hopefully you're not gonna pick the meal bonus duration if you're going to colibri camps. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would hope that would silly. <laughs> I would surely hope not. Uh, it's very obvious to see why treasures treasures of Ot Urgan have overtaken basically the, the XP train, you know, the XP camps. You know, all of that on top of how you know squashy the uh the birds are it's it's no contest really you know the only reason that you would have to go to any other camps at this point is if there aren't any camps open because uh it's better it's better obviously to get some xp as opposed to no xp unless you're one of the people that are like well if we xp here long enough and ruin their xp they'll leave which if that's you shame shame on you and your jackassery <laughs> yes your another yeah, word jack jackassery like yeah that one. that's mm -hmm. a good one yep Today we are coining words. Yeah. <laughs> you might want to um, just offer some more for us, listeners. <laughs> so, so with all that in mind, Tooth, why don't we uh, why don't we actually go into your site here now, and why don't we go through uh, a little bit of the camps and different camps people can go to, what they should expect, wh what setups may be better, because uh, you you mentioned pre-show that a lot of the camps' success depends on party setup. You know, one guy said like the the uh, the 
Joliet in San Diego was a great camp, whereas another guy said that it was horrible and no one should ever go there ever again. So that's just one example, sure. Um, I mean, ultimately, I do feel all of us are after this elusive magic formula to, you know, Uber XP an hour. <laughs> but and and the thing is, there are a couple of them out there too. I mean, obviously, bird camps are absolutely amazing. Yeah, uh, there's a tri- there, there's a nice camp which, uh, if it's not on your site, I'll mention later, which has to do with Wings of the Goddess area, which again is 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 amazing for XP. But the only problem with that is that it's not something that's open to everyone at the same time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So skipping right. over the dunes, right? Because no one likes the dunes, and we all know f- the dunes. Exactly, f- <laughs> the dunes. Oh, Why don't we? It's a, it's a rite of passage. Can I skip around it next time? But, no, but I mean, well, yeah, okay. uh, though, okay. though, though, to though, fair, I, I, I don't think the dune. I don't think we should skip over the dunes because of the last six jobs I've taken through ten and tw- level ten and twenty, I have not stepped into the dunes once. It's well, okay. Yeah, that's and that's that's fair. Um, because there are alternatives, and definitely some some solo alternatives, uh, depending on your job, uh, from uh, you know for the dunes. Um, but there are also alternate camps if you don't want to go to the dunes. If Bubu Rimu is easier for you, go to Bubu Rimu. I don't know. Or actually, one I mean, of, one you're, of the, you're uh, looking at the same level range mobs at, at the zone. Is is really my point? One of the uh, one of the all time favorites for this level, and it's not even really a new one. It's something that people have been doing for ages. Because when I was first going to the dunes, I had friends who were using this camp, and that's uh, Coraloka Tunnel using land or using the uh, the landworms down there. Yep, that's correct. Yeah, Coraloka Tunnel is still very very good XP now. Um, other alternatives to the dunes that are old school would be, you know, the Maze of Shakrami. You know, back in the day. That's you know, right, back in the day. And the same thing down there, Worms again. That's actually where I hit from level 13 to 20 on my Thief was down in Maze of Shakrami. Nice. You know, I mean, you know, also back in the day, Windus dunes would all rally together an XP of Wild Dalmel and Tarongi Canyon, which is unfortunately a rarity nowadays. <laughs> but. I do think we should pay at least a little bit of respect to the dunes because the the whole reason why everyone goes to the dunes is at low level transportation is a very big hassle, you know, and the dunes is something that's very nicely central. So to a completely new player who doesn't have his transport routes all set up, you know, the dunes would be the natural choice, unless of course you wanted to dedicate the time to actually go and get all your areas first. Right. Yeah. And uh, so, so then speaking of the dunes, you basically have three phases that you go, f- go through. The first phase, and this is going to be your introduction to basically all things XP up until TOA, but that's going to be lizards. You're going to be fighting a lot of lizards in your career. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. this is true. Yep. And so, uh, and, and really, uh, that part of the camp, depending on if you, if you don't know what you're doing, can be very hard because those lizards are mixed in there with a lot of really dangerous, really high-end level goblins that, uh, and a lot of, and a lot of, uh, cases can pop up and spawn right on top of your camp. Now, fortunately, this part of the lizard camp is also very close to a zone into Konstadt Highland, so as long as your party isn't completely noobified, then, you know, they shouldn't really provide that much of a problem nowadays as they did back in the... <laughs> in the days of old. Yeah, no uh, kidding. Back in the... Uh, um, Choo-choo the dark ages. <laughs> back in the dark ages when you, like, you know, you couldn't, when... You couldn't job change in Salvina. Right, right, and that uh, that was my impression of a gob train, choo choo gob. Yep, yep, yep. 
But of course, uh, once you once you get past the lizards, once the uh, lizards are starting to get a little bit too level, too low level for you, and your XP drops too low, uh, your next targets are going to be both snipers or snippers and damselflies. And uh, luckily for you, these are the the best camp for these is actually that oasis right in the middle of the dunes where the yeah. trees are coming out, where yeah. you have access to both the crabs and the flies at the same time. Yep, that is true. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I I do want to mention here for a second, Silent Lucidity from our... uh from our uh, Starbreaker chat here suggested Duck the Foons t-shirts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Duck the Foons. All right. Well, we'll make them if you'll buy them. So we've, we've got we've got commitments from Full Metal Fist to buy 10. Oh, nice. We're going to hold you to that. Yeah. Now that you said it, we're holding it to you. We already charged your credit card. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, now really, I, I, I actually don't think people give... Uh, Obviously, everyone hates the dunes, but when when you think about the way it's set up, it does actually provide you with all the essential steps needed for whatever your job is to get a good grasp on the game. I mean, when you, when you start out with lizards, it's not that big a deal. You have one target. Usually, they're just hitting the tank. You know, uh, heels can focus on them, and it's not that big of a deal. But once you start getting to the damselflies, you get your first, you know, really nasty AOEs in the forms of both Cursed Sphere and the uh, the Conal Poison Spit that it does. And yeah. At a low level, you know, if you're a tower tower, it's not that big a deal. But I know at least, you know, being like an Elvon healer at that lower level, it can be very overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. Definitely something to uh, to keep in mind. All right, so that's that's basically the second phase. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, I mean, other popular camps, I mean, it used to be before the Goblin Bounty Hunters, right along the water line, right along the shoreline. Um, but there's that uh, there's that kind of like a capsized boat. There's yep. that kind of yep. boat that's washed up on the shore. And the snippers and the damselflies right there from in the big uh, deserty area just before the beach. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and exactly, and that actually brings us to our third phase, as your flies and Sniper, uh, your flies and crabs start to become a little too low level for you. That's when you move on to beach poogles right yes. there along the beach. Yep. Or if you go up to Gob Hill, which is on your way to the secret beach up in the northwest area, goblins become your final targets for the end of the dunes, which brings you up into levels 19 and, and 20. 20. Yep, yep. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's that's definitely uh, some, some stuff to keep in mind there for the dunes. All right, now seriously, we've seriously talked enough about the Enough dunes. about the dunes. Enough about the Duck dunes. Duck the foons. Duck the foons. Uh, let's move <laughs> on here. I refuse to comment. <laughs> All right. So people will typically move out of dunes at around 19 or 20. That's when they will do their pilgrimage vote, run to Juno. Yep. yep. Also, a pilgrimage, an, I like that. Another rite of passage. Preferably unaccompanied. Um. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you're not a noob, it's unaccompanied. <laughs> anyway. No one's laughing. Um, and once the big, you know, welcome to Juno sign comes up and everyone tells you to go to this funny thing called Qfim, that's your next stage of all your XP. You know, you would start off with small worms again, you know, and then upgrade along a similar path from worms to crabs. (laughs) You guys see a pattern here. You know. Wow. You know, and you can, you can, the early stages, you can literally just break up the first three zones that you will do. It will basically goes from the dunes to QFIM, which upgrades, you know, to grad school, which is basically the jungles. You know, Mm -hmm. Yutunga and Yoto. And after that, things start getting more interesting. Right, but now uh, it's not until you get past Kufa, or I'm sorry, it's not until you get past the jungle area where more alternate camps start to open up. You know, like uh, for levels 10 through 20, you basically just had the dunes, and then you have you know uh, a small level gap you can do in Coraloka. 
uh, in Kufim, you're going to spend most of your time outside, but you can also use diving beetles in the Saruman Champagne, and there's also Gigas will last you for a couple levels inside of Delkfut Tower as well. Yep, that is very yep. true. That is very I mean, true, especially uh, especially uh, uh, at Dickfeld's Tower, a good option when uh, when nighttime rolls around, you got the undead spawning. Exactly. Undead can make Kufim an absolute nightmare. It so can. To, to be able to duck in there just for the night and do some gigases, then move back out when the undead are gone is definitely a big godsend. Yep. But, and also, like, you know, you mentioned a diving beetle camp. It's Camps like that are very, very good bridging camps between areas. Like, 18 and 19 is a very awkward position for most jobs because at that point you're, you're really starting to feel that the dunes is really not cutting it for you but you're still too weak to make QFIM so camps like, yeah. you know, bridging mm-hmm. camps like these are very very good to getting decent XP and obviously that. the biggest reason for using alternative camps is if you're not getting enough XP in the dunes and the camps are too crowded then that's definitely the biggest reason to yeah. try the diving beetles yep. so so definitely, you know, Kufim from 20 to 25, and at that point, you're going to go to the jungles, the first of which is going to be Utunga Jungle, and you're basically going to be starting off with things like the Mandy's. You probably won't be able to handle the goblins at first, but uh, a couple more levels, and you got the goblins, and once those start getting weaker, you're going to go over to the Yotor Jungle, and you're going to start with... Mandy's. Yeah, exactly. And once the Mandy's are too weak, you can pick up your goblin friends again. And so, same thing. And of course, once you get to about level 30-ish, 31 is when you actually get to start moving out of the jungle. And this is where camps start to widen up, and there's definitely a lot more... uh, a lot more choices. A lot more options. Right. Now, that's not to say that there aren't alternative options between 20 and, and you know, 35 when you're getting, you know, towards the end of your stay in the jungle. There are alternative camps. And, uh, you know, as a resource, check out uh, Camp Sitaru. Uh, that's going to be, you know, your your best resource to find out, you know, where you're, you know, wh- where you're going to be looking for for your level. Yep, uh, and a good thing to note too, like another good one just before you leave the jungle, is if the Mandy and Goblin camps are overcrowded, you can go back into Utunga Jungle around where the Sahagans and the Makara are. Yeah. Which I've never done myself. But... No, I haven't either. Yep. So of oh, course... it is it is very good, I assure you. Is it? Yep, so yes. once you start very... to move out of the jungle, you basically get two key spots now which are going to start to expand for you. The first, of course, is the always popular and ever-lovely Garlage Citadel. And you can stay in there for a pretty long time fighting bats and bats. 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 Basically, I think that's about it is bats. Yeah. Or bat. if you got I think your, there's a beetle in there somewhere. Yeah, there is a beetle in there somewhere. <laughs> and if you're lucky. Of course, if you're not really into the Garlage Citadel thing, you can head out to Eastern El Tepa Desert right there by the zone to Western and pull basically just about anything. There's there's Dommels out there. Yeah, that's spiders. a... Oh, man, I've gone out there a handful of times and gotten some really great XP. Yeah, and between the two of those, you're basically going to go from 30 right to 35, and then the next place you're going to is basically going to last you a long time. And that's oh, Crawler's, yes. Crawler's Nest. Crawler's Nest, yeah. I remember being in Crawler's Nest. God, I kid for you not. Ever. For a straight month. Forever, a, man. A straight month. Oh, I, dude. I didn't leave to go to Juno. I was actually in the Crawler's Nest for a straight month. I would log out there. I would log back in and seek for a party right there. I wow. forgot what the sky looked like. <laughs> I, be, I became a cave dweller. Nice. Nice. Does that mean you went through all your parties without food? Oh, this is back in the day, dude, man. Dude, he was a nub. 
I didn't, no. I didn't need it. Is that also is? I, I was using the greed scimitar, six decks. <laughs> Hells yeah! <laughs> uh, I, I was a bit of I was a bit of a no. So, uh, yeah, right. Glad so you can admit it. You're gonna come down to the crawler's nest and to the sack room. Now, obviously, everyone knows <laughs> what I'm talking about. But for those few people out there who are maybe getting a little bit more from this episode <laughs> than the seasoned veterans, you might be thinking, "Well, well, how do I know it's the sack room?" You'll, You'll know. know. You'll know. It's. Very hard to miss. You'll know. Yes. So in the sack, it room, looks like a scrotum. Somebody had to say it. Somebody had to say there was an elephant in the room. A neuro subtlety <laughs> skill rises point three. Point five. What are you talking about? Uh, come on, you guys. Uh, seriously. So so you come seriously. In, so it, the sack room can fit. Two, two grow up guys. Two, two, two parties in the. You're talking. Grow up, Kahlo. I love how just before this, Nero gives me the hand side to speed it up to get going faster, and then he just shatters it by yelling out Strodum. Way to be professional. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> he's a radio and man. He's got to get his kicks somewhere. So, so, Fusion, so, so Fusion is in the live stream, and he says, okay, so I zoned out for a second, and then out of nowhere, I hear a Nero scream scrotum. <laughs> Fusion, can I join PFA? <laughs> so, in that particular room, which, you know, it's filled with lizards, too. So, from now on, it's called the lizard room. All right? That's true. And that doesn't wait, make wait. it any better. Car- Carletta brought no, up... No, if, you, if you call it a lizard room, no one will talk. Yeah, no, no one. It's the sack talk. room, dude. Um, and and Car- 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 Carletta brings up a good point. You know, I didn't say, you know, something like or or anything like that. I said scrotum, and it's a medical term. It is. <laughs> of course, now that he said the other terms, should we leave those in? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, sorry. <laughs> all right, so within this main room, it's the first big room you're going to come to in the crawler's nest. <laughs> Ideally, I would say two parties are best, but I've seen it support up to three or four, although at that point, you know, XP does uh, slow down a little. In my opinion, it's two or three. It, it, it is one of the camps that is more often crowded. Definitely, than, definitely. And of course, yeah. uh, you're, the main thing you're going to be pulling is worker crawlers, which are located in all of the hallways. Now, one thing you have to be extremely careful of, mages especially, is that the lizards in this room will link like a bitch. Okay? Yep. So watch the AoEs, watch yep. what you're targeting, or else you are going to get your entire party just absolutely decimated. Oh, Anything yeah. ends Like a black mage that tries to MB Blizzaga. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Not a good I'm idea. You. If anything ends in Ga, you're going to be saying... God damn. <laughs> yep. So, of course, that's uh, that's good for about 35 to 38, and then from 37 to 40, you're still in the crawler's nest, but you're going to go a little bit deeper down to get some nest beetles. And from 40 to 43, also in the crawler's nest, you're looking at soldier crawlers, horn flies, still down there a little bit further. Yeah, you work your way down. And if you want to go even further, from 45 to 48, guess where you're going to be? Where? In the crawler's nest, fighting rumble crawlers. Really? Yeah. And... At that point, you're about done, and you can leave, heading for TOA. However, for those of you not really into walking through the sack rooms and being in the crawler's nest, there are plenty of alternative camps. Your first good Wings of the Goddess area camp comes into play here, and from about 38 to 41 is East Ron Fair Shadow Realm, and that's fighting Colibris and Ladybugs. Now, personally, I've never done it myself, but Tooth, what can you tell us about that type of camp? This camp is amazing i am surprised it is not as crowded as you know some of the other camps I, i'm actually surprised that most of the time this camp is actually open 
admittedly, I mean, each one for supports, I think, five camp, five parties or so. But I can only think of really three good camps in the area. Um, it, it's, I mean, Colibris are, as always, they're squishy. You know, they die very, very quickly. And you have all the the sigil bonuses. You got auto refresh, auto regen. Um, you don't want to have your meal duration, but all the mobs in here behave like art a gun, um, like an art a gun camp. So TP burns work here in East Ronfar. Like I when I when I first when Winged the Goddess first came out and I was trying these camps out, I was easily hitting you know seven eight k an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for, and at level 40 as insane right and of course for that lower level that's definitely a lot and it, yeah. it's a shame because you know I've never actually been able to experience uh, that particular party because at that level thieves don't really have any good burning weapon skills and mm-hmm. I don't know if that goes the same for other melees but obviously it is still a good alternative to the yeah there's uh, well there there aren't a whole lot of good burning weapon skills at that point but I mean you know if it, it, it's I mean it's basically just a toned down version of what you'd see later exactly. so uh you know, it would probably scale with you. And uh, Angelina from our uh, Starbreaker chat says that uh, that uh, East Ron Fair in the Shadow Realm is always camped on Remora. So there are people who are actively using these camps, and uh, I love to see that. That's really great because I, I, I you know, I, I no, think no, I want to use them. Well, yeah, exactly. Well. I, <laughs> I, I, I just I think it I think it's great seeing people think outside the box and not automatically defaulting on you know Bathlow thickets or whatever. Right, and if Bathlow thickets is you know overcamp, they just decide oh well, let's not party today. Right, exactly. Or yeah. even worse, let's, let's go, go camping. Overcamp them. Yeah, right. Yeah, but, yeah well, camp well, on top of them. Easy on for is that I mean I did say earlier that you know you can easily set up like a six to eight k party per hour you know with like normal setups and everything. But with a power leveler, this camp goes from insane to like outrageous. You know, I've had I've heard reports of something like twenty k an hour with oh, yeah. a power level in this. In, in the, this uh, the, uh, the 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 South Gusterberg camp I was mentioning earlier, which is great for about levels uh, eighteen to twenty two, especially yeah. if you're level synced. Mm-hmm. You can you can even bring in not just melees, but they brought me in as a red mage sub black mage to nuke, and they were just fighting worms. And of course, we had a power level, and we were getting twenty k an hour. At what? level at level eighteen, I, I went from what? eighteen to twenty two within like two and a half hours. Dude, that's disgusting. With, it, it was with an XP ring, but still, yeah, oh, absolutely, okay. yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, which which XP ring? Uh, emperor, emperor. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely, it was absolutely one. disgusting. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Now, what what really makes this particular camp in Ronfair as special is that level sync makes it almost ideal for just about any level. Now, we have obviously seen the effects of level sync all over the place, but to this camp specifically, how does it help having level sync? Well, I mean, le- all level sync does is is that it lets you stay at a camp. I mean, Square Enix's initial intention of level sync was to allow you to party with your friends, no matter what level they were. And just you know, get people together that way, you know. But this one of the side effect, one of the interesting side effects of level sync is that you get to, I won't say abuse, but you do get to like, you know, exploit very very good camps like this. So in, typically, what would happen is that you would, um, you know, you would fight and colibris here, and when you hit once you hit forty one or forty two, and you would you know you would graduate from run for and move on to the next camp. But with level sync, what you can do is just cycle, keep cycling. Um, as you know, you can have a static of five people, of five people, 
and just keep on bringing in a sixth person who is of the ideal right. level, like level 57. And it's basically you know, once just the like... Once guy hits 41, just, you know, swap him out and bring someone else in who's now 37. Yeah, and just completely and refresh the camp. There. Right, and you will never need to leave the camp. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. there are people who have burned from 37 all the way to level 60s, you know, just on that one camp alone. Right, and just, uh, just... and of course, the reason you see this here more than in places perhaps maybe like, you know, the Crawler's Nest or Garlage Citadel is because this is like a mini burn zone. You know, we mentioned that it's like an introduction to burning and it just goes so much faster than the traditional party camps. That's why people tend to recycle this zone more than they would traditional party camps. Especially for a power leveler. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I have to say that, okay, the East Run for it's not the only camp that does this. Right. You know, there are some, there are other camps in the past, mm-hmm. which, for example, like, you know, to the detriment of everyone who's trying to keep these secret, I don't think these are secret anyway. But, you know, Darmals and West Cyrus about are uh, uh, another example. Mm-hmm. And we'll also go over some level 75 examples later in the show, which I've done myself and are abs- absolutely superb. Some other good alternatives for level 38 to about 41, 42, if you don't want to do the uh, the, the Crawler's Nest, is uh, Gustav Tunnel is amazing, doing both bats, or doing all three of these, bats, hawkers, and goblins. You also, of course, as we mentioned, El Tepe Desert is, is, is a great place for <laughs> partying and leveling other uh, you know other than the Crawler's Nest. You know, for the Garlage Citadel, you go from Citadel to Crawler's Nest, but we mentioned that the desert is an alternative for the citadel, and it also continues right on, and you can do things like uh, desert beetles in western El Tepe Desert. And, of course, if you get to about the 40 range, now we're looking at like 45 to 48, you can go back to Yotor Jungle and look for third-tier goblins. Um, uh, but, of course, if you're still out in the desert and you want to continue that trend, you can go down into the quicksand caves and fight things like antikins, beetles, spiders... Uh, certain things down there are in close proximity and can link, or if you have AoEs going off, it's nothing to watch out for, but it's still uh, a great place to go down in there. So uh, at this point, we're coming up on the range of level 50. Now, we're almost to the point where you're going to start going to the TOA area, so basically you're going to have to uh, you know, just put up with a little bit more leveling with Sanction, you know, not burning, you know, doing things like skill chains, oh no, for just a little bit longer. Garlage Citadel. Back to Garlage Citadel, 45 to 50. You're now going to be down in the basement fighting things like weapons mostly. I'm pretty sure there's fleshes down there too. Uh, uh, Scorpions 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 down there. Yeah. Circuits. Yeah. Circuits down there. Beetles are also great. Fight circuit. circuit. Fight circuit. He gives you extra XPs. Yeah, and I just took them away. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone everyone has has great circuit stories. Um, but of course, if you great garage stories of like you know bat trains and mule trains all the way back to the zone line. Yep, and of course, <laughs> it's, you... it's it's always fun to see in your pullers text chat. You know, pulling circuit incoming. What are you doing? <laughs> yep, and of course, if you want to avoid stories like what happens when parties get ambushed by circuit, you can stay down in the quicksand caves. Fighting Helm Beetles and Antikins till about fifty one. <laughs> you don't want to do that. You want to go fight circuit. I was lucky. Oh. I think I was in quicksand caves. Yep. No, no. <laughs> another another big camp, which um, I guess people don't necessarily look to as a rite of passage like the other ones, but I think it is a very common camp that everyone passes through, and that's going to be Cuftal Tunnel yeah. going off of Robber Crabs. And I think it's also just after Cuftal, Cuftal Tunnel, just before you start getting into TOA, uh, Cape Terrigan, 
is another really good camp that can last you quite a few levels. See, and also in Coastal Tunnel, you get to you get to 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 meet Guivir, Cir- Circuit's Guivir. friend Guivir. Yeah, who's actually a lot worse than Circuit is. But IMO. They're close. They're, they're, close. they're buddies. He seeks you out and just goes, "Oh hi, dude." They're, can I numb your face? They're, they're they're tight. So when you're done with Circuit, go find Guivir. <laughs> He'll help you out. <laughs> Sorry. Is it just me, or is this a little bit of a role reversal? I'm taking the leads of the show, and you're over here cracking jokes. How does it feel? Pretty good. Pretty actually. good, yeah, it is, right? It's, all right. it's fine to me. <laughs> all right, so, so it is at about this point that uh, the pre-TOA area camps start to thin out, and now you're basically going to be going to things more or less that's all over TOA, you know? And you're going to be seeing a lot of, a lot of birds, a lot of spiders, uh, the first mm-hmm. place, of course, that you're going to be looking at is Wajam Woodlands and Bathlow Thickets and Kedarva Meyer. All three of them are about the same level range, and you're going to be fighting more or less the same things. Birds, spiders, or in Kedarva Meyer's case, you're going to be fighting birds, flies, and eventually the occasional imp. And that's really going to take you all the way up to level 60. I'd just like to point out that Angelina likes my jokes better. <laughs> Stop sucking up, Angelina. <laughs> You're not uh, getting on the show as long as I have anything to do with it. <laughs> shaking my fist at you. Oh, man. <laughs> I'd like to point out here just, just for a moment um, that there are a lot of camps that we are just not covering, and it would just it would take way too long to cover it, and that's why... Look Toofless, at the site yourself. Yeah, that's why Toothless's <laughs> blog exists in the first place. Uh, again, uh, campsitarus.blogspot.com. Uh, we'll also have a link from it from our links page as well, uh, and along with this episode posting, too. All right, uh, and also riding right off of that, since there are a lot of camps that we aren't talking, we might as well come up or you know, bring in the topic for the next Voices of Von Deal, we would like you to call in and leave us a voicemail telling us what your favorite alternate camps are and why, or telling us some stories about those particular camps. Yeah, please, please do. Uh, so uh, that'll be uh, Voices of Von Deal mm-hmm. for uh, our next episode. Yep. So through 60s, uh, once you get to about 60, you're going to be coming up onto a new type of enemy, which is also flying, and you're also going to see the rest of your time in TOA, and that's Pucks. Woo, everyone loves pucks. I hate them. I don't like them either, but they love yeah, me. Yeah, but I heal them. They love me. Zeroko Kukri? Oh. Uh, Lol. Lol. No Lol. jokes. Yep. Whenever um, I would go after those things, I would do one thing, mm-hmm. and they would go after me. I, 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 don't mind, I don't mind pucks. Well, when you get in front of them, they do the little blowback thingy or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It, it, is, it, it is annoying. Maybe it depends, if someone well, would stun them. D- depending on where... Yeah. It, D- depending on where that where uh, you know where you are position wise, I mean it's a good idea. Um, I maybe we should have covered this earlier. It, it's generally a good idea for a camp to have your back against the wall. Uh, yeah, you know, in yep. case you do get something like one of those nasty knockbacks. Now it, and, it, it and, doesn't play a lot of problems here, but in in later right, camps yes. like Mom will draw a staging point that yes. can blow you back, and That's all of a sudden true. you have three Mamuls on you, and everyone's running, and you're dying, and they're laughing at you. <laughs> Uh, yep. That sounds uh, like you, you. You sound like you speak from experience. A little bit, except I'm usually the one running. <laughs> well, it also cut, if you have your back to a wall, it also cuts back from Mumps just going, 
Hey, how you doing? Can I hit you? Okay, cool. Wham! <laughs> right. You, you know, it, it it only takes, you know, being knocked off a ledge once to learn that knockback moves are not are nice. something that you should be aware of. Absolutely, yep. So, all right. Now, as uh, another type of camp, uh, the same level range as these pucks that you're probably going to be looking at, uh, it does a little bit of a throwback to pre-TOA areas, and that's when you're down in the Adiwa subterrain, you're fighting things called defoiler, defoilators, which are actually crawlers. So you're looking at higher defense, yep. you're looking at, uh, you know, moves that need to be dispelled, and you would think that at this point maybe skill trains would come back, but no. No, no. N- not, not really. really. I, I, I fought these a lot on my Ranger, and uh, they the, uh, the XP per hour was definitely a lot lower than doing pucks or birds, and you know, things like skill chain or even having a black mage could have solved something like that. <laughs> But it seems like, you know, since most of the theme of TOA is no black mages burn things, they try to apply that to other things that don't really work. So just keep that in mind if you ever go down there to just try and fight the crawlers. Uh, just to clarify, it's not that skill chains are actually very, very good. It's I, I didn't want to get into the technicalities of it. It's because we realized that back in the old days, you would fight mobs that are IT plus, you know, close to IT plus plus where the defense is much, much higher than what we would fight now. Mm-hmm. So back in the old days, like, your melee damage would be shit, would be crap. The only way you could really do damage was to create a skill chain and have some a black mage magic burst on it. But now we realize that you should fight mobs with a lower defense so melees can actually do damage now, which is why black mages don't, you know, aren't um, on the front place anymore. It's not to do with skill chains. Hence, it's about the mob defense. squishy. Right, it has everything yeah. to do with the fact that they're easier, and so we don't have to do skill chains. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, of this course, is. also down in the Adiwa subterrain is uh, the Adiwa Diarmite, which is Juxta's favorite type of monster. Mm-hmm. He hates Diarmites. I know. I do this thing with my hand, like that. I hate them. Uh-huh. And it reminds him of, like, a Diarmite leg and freaks him out. Really? Yeah. I hate Diarmites. It doesn't hate freak me spiders. out. I hate dire mites. I'm not pawing you, am I? So should I leave? Anyway, we're getting back. So um, once you get to about uh, the dire mites are just past the defoilators, so those are from about sixty to sixty-four, or sixty-five. And of course, if you're not really into the dire mite thing, you can also go back up to Bathlaw thickets, and you're looking at things like colibris and more crawlers, the date irukas, which are crawlers. Yes, they are crawlers, and they have fire breath. So, uh, once we get about there, you're starting to come up on your higher levels. You're almost to the point where you can get into doing, like, real 20k an hour burns, which are absolutely hysterically fun. They're great. Yep. So, uh, once you're looking at about level 60 to 69, now this is actually a really good one. You know, you could, you know, tiptoe your way through some of these little camps we've we've been mentioning. Or, if you can get a really good party, you can go to Mount Zaom. Magmatic Irukas will actually last you from about 62 to 6970. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, from there, you're going to go back to Kedarva Meyer, and really, Heraldic Imps and Spongila Flies can last you all the way to 75s. There are a lot of, you know, really kind of unique alternatives. Sky, uh, you know, for the lower end of the 60s, that was always mm-hmm. a really popular I one. I in Sky in, once. Uh, way back in the day. Oh, really? Was yeah, fun. it wasn't that bad. Right on. Right on. Was that recently? No. Like, no. Okay. No. It, it, it was during TOA, but it was right. like pre-Wings the Goddess. Right. Okay. Well, there. I mean, there are also, you know, Bohidia trees, steel shells in the Bohidia tree. Um, if you, the I crawlers mean, in the Bohidia tree, what are those f***ers called? Uh, Processionaires. Yeah, Processionaires. Oh, man. I, I, I'm pretty sure that was the last 
uh, crawler. The 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 last pre TOA camp that I've ever done, and, 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 and they were crawlers. Yeah. Yep, yep. And then uh, also sixty six to sixty eight, you can uh, check out uh, uh, Grauberg in the Shadow Realm, and uh, you can uh, hit up hippogriffs mm. um, if you want something a little bit cooler looking to fight. I like fighting hippogriffs. They're nasty to fight, but they're they're fun to look at. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't like what I don't like sitting there beating up on crabs and small little imps. God, I hate those things. You like the you want the excitement. You know how you want the XP of wyverns. Exactly. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. Why can't the XP mobs look badass and give you badass XP? Yeah. Exactly. All right. So uh, now we uh, we, now kinda... we we move into our seventy range. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, basically, you have like we said, uh, Kadal Meyer. You got so many options now. I know Kadal Meyer Everything. will take you basically right <laughs> to level seventy. You have so many options. Go to Kadal Meyer. <laughs> yep. Uh, you have Bathlow Thicket. Tons of options. Kadal Meyer. Yeah. K- <laughs> you actually <laughs> places in Kadal Meyer. You have you have like three. Four options. You have four options, okay? You have Kedarva Meyer, the staging point. You have Bathlaw Thickets, the Mom will draw staging point. You have Mount Zayom, which is actually more or less just for... Well, Mount Zayom works on two levels. Black Puddings for Black Mages, or Hill Trolls for melee. Yeah, trolls are fun. Everyone else. And then, and then, of course, if you I go, like if you use Nizelisle staging point and go down through and come back out into Bathlow thickets, you have everyone's fate except for Sale, not his favorite, <laughs> but everyone else's favorite merit party camp, and that is. Colibri. Of course. (laughs) Of course. Can I just wipe them off the face of the planet? (laughs) But, but again, this is, you know, we come, we come back here to, to now some, uh, you know, kind of unique alternative camps. Uh, You know, the, around the seventies, the early seventies, you can, uh, Babiki Bay, dude, uh, fight. Oh yeah. Dommels. Dommels in Babiki Bay is. Dommels and Gobs. Can be a lot of fun too, especially if you take oh, yeah. like 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 a Dommel link and you have it slept, and then the other Dommel uses healing breeze and wakes it back up. It's fun. It is fun. I I, I have I have some great memories of uh, of uh, Babiki Bay out there. I've only um, been there once or twice, and it was really funny to try a black mage burn there. Oh god, it didn't work. Oh uh, god, it didn't work. Oh <laughs> uh, well, that is unfortunate. Romave is another good one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's uh, uh, you can uh, uh, check out some second tier weapons uh, out in Romave. Uh, that's one I wouldn't have thought of. I've never actually, I've never headed out to uh, to Romave before. Uh, well, that that used to be an old school camp. It's, it was called Moon. Oh really? Yeah, like, like you know, back in the, back in the day, like you'd have to put. Um, in your search comments, whether you had sky access or not, so yeah. you'd be like sky circle, and then moon would refer to this part of Omaive, because this part of Omaive is accessible only by someone with a key. Oh, and, right. And by saying that you had moon, was saying that you had the key to get to this area. Gotcha. All right. Know nothing about that. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I, I, wow. I, I, I knew about some area being referred to as Moon, you know, way back in the day, but didn't know yeah, that's didn't, what it was. Didn't know it was there. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Now, uh, earlier I mentioned, uh, as far as alternate camps in the Wings of the Goddess area goes, I mentioned a really awesome one, and that's not on Toothless's website here, but that's Castle Astroja S, and that's fighting Yagudo. Now, yeah. I, I've, did, I've done this twice. The first time was amazingly successful, and we got 30k an hour. Wow. Whoa. And the second time, we died twice before we even got, like, 1k total. What? It was horrible. Ugh. Yeah. You really have to know what you're doing. You have to have an amazing bard, and basically, you just fight your way to the top, and the bard just sleeps things as you go, and you burn through everything. Whoa. You can lose your chain on the gnats because they have such high evasion, but if you have a thief in your party, then you have faint, and that definitely helps 
drastically. But absolutely, you fight from the bottom yeah. to the top, and that's basically it. You know, one go, it was like an hour and a half. We got like 30K experience, and we were out of there. Uh, and, Sounds lovely, and 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 kind of keeping in with uh, with the uh, wings that goddess areas because I I just I, I really like you know uh, the idea of using some of these areas as good XP camps uh, up in Grauberg you can uh, you can take on some of the wyverns up there uh, that's uh, that'll that'll take you all the way from seventy two to seventy five uh, additionally you can head out to Pashlo Marshlands and uh, there's the the, the those uh, Lizard-looking things, the one that always, the ones that always cast stone on me. The virulent pists. Yes, the pists. That's that's how you say it. All right. I mean, there's some things that you need to take. You need to know of. I mean, the pist camp, for example, is I, I would say strictly a mana burn camp because they because of the petrification move uh, that they have, but they die quickly enough to like nukes. Um, the castle of Georgia camp was very very good in my opinion. Um, before they introduced the stronghold notorious monsters, you know the ones that drop baskets or ah uh, uh, right. I actually haven't yeah. been there since, but I can definitely see those putting a big yeah. uh, a big damper on your plans. Australia doesn't have it too bad, but unfortunately, is one of those enemies in the way. So mm, it's okay. in a room that you can maneuver around, but you just have to be careful. I I think I think one thing that's uh, that's that's definitely worth noting here. Is uh, the uh, the the King Rampier's Tomb undead camp that monks used to be so only. yeah oh, that used yeah. to be so so popular back in the day with a bunch of monks burning the hell out of them? So um, you know that's that's another option if you're a monk, I, dude. I would love to see one of those old school parties. I I, I, I don't You'd know. Have to love a monk for that. Yeah, I know. You but it just, level, or puppet master. It, it it just it'd be nice to know that the you know still getting used. They're still alive. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I don't think anyone's Unlike been on there in so streak. long. Yeah, exactly. Somebody's gamer. 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 Two people what are better. Keep you around for. Manic gamer. <laughs> <laughs> Should I let you two? Suck? All right. So uh, um, that uh, that's 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 about most of your well, not most of, but that's quite a few camps from levels uh, from levels ten to seventy. But toothless. Uh, before we move on, why don't you give us what you would consider your favorite camps, uh, like like the the preferred path from ten to seventy five? When I, I my my process is actually slightly li- a little bit different from the typical person because um, when I was really making parties at um, you know researching camps for the website, I I would form a party with a camp already in mind. Most people would, you know, form the party first and then think of a camp to go to. I, I worked the other way around. Um, so as a result of that, you know, and because of the website, I didn't. I usually didn't visit more camps. Uh, I didn't visit a camp twice, or at least tried not to, unless of course I was impatient and just really wanted to get things done. Um, okay, um, how would I do things? Uh, okay, I would definitely start with the Maze of Shakami. Right, we 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 are very familiar with the, you know, with the goodness of worms. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, we can start with nowadays. It would be the worms outside from East Ronfer in the past. Follow that to the worms on North Gustaberg in the past. Right, the lower yeah, the campaign post. Follow that by oh sorry, it would be the East Ronfer once, and then Mesa Shokami. And following that, either Koroko Tunnel and 
um, the North Gustavoke Shadow Realm ones. So you're basically That's, looking at worms from like 10 to 25. Right, because worms are very... Okay, the thing about worms is that they're very, very easy to control. They yeah. don't run after you for one. Mm-hmm. Right? And just Which is right huge. There. Mm-hmm. there are many... There, there are ways you can abuse this by simply having like a whole bunch of melee, right? Just whacking at the, at the worm. But having your tank stand a distance away from the, from the worm, right? Mm-hmm. What will happen is if the tank provokes from a distance, the worm will still try to... Will not turn around and hit one of the melee sets right in that like, close range. It will only cast on the tank from far away. And with a bunch of melee just attacking the worm over and over and over again, chances yeah. are it's going to interrupt the spell casting every single time. And if it doesn't, really, the only spell you have to look out for is Aga spells, which you can either run out of the way of, or if you're at the point where your white mage has silence, then you simply silence it. Right. And that's the other thing a silence worm is a dead worm. They have worms have very very low attack, like comparatively to other mobs. So and they don't double attack or do you know silly things. So right. as yeah. long as the worms silence, it's easy prey. Definitely worms yeah. from ten to twenty five. Is that as high as worms go? Or uh, I would go worms from ten to uh, twenty one or so. Okay. Uh, there are there are other worms in Atawachasm if you want to around thirty five or so, but. That's starting to get like into danger only type um, parties. Okay, so I, I like the diving beetle camp that you mentioned earlier. That's from like eighteen to twenty one. Some among champagne. Um, when it comes to the jungles, I love goblin furriers by the Yatunga jungle outpost. I've had some crazy parties down there, and I mean they're goblins and they're rangers, so. The ones that don't blow themselves up are very, very squishy anyway. And, you know, they, they have decent respawns. And once you upgrade from the furriers, you can just drop down the ledge and, you know, fight, you know, uh, what's it called? Sahagins? Makaras and Sahagins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, so that'll take you to about 31 or 32 or so. After you get that, um, if, you, if you don't want to go to the Makara route, um, BBK Bay at 27, 29 is very, very good. Right? You are fighting Darmels and Ravens. Right? And after that, I really, really like the Sanctuary of Zeta at 35, 32, 37, just to, to round off your sub-jobs if you wanted to. The, I mean, the Sanctuary Zeta is one of my favorite places in the game. It's, be- it's drop-dead gorgeous. Oh, yeah. I love the music. Yeah, the music too, yeah. So, uh, what monsters are you fighting there in the Sanctuary of Zeta? Pretty much anything that moves. Oh, <laughs> all right. Fair enough. <laughs> Is there any particular... Okay, okay that's, uh, not, that's, not, that's not true. You would fight bats, gubwe, the dragonflies, and later on, the goblins as well. Okay. Like, although those are in two separate camps. I mean, the good part is that you're fighting, you know, you know fighting gubwe, so, like, you know, if you have a thief along with you, you come back with, like, a stack of tree cuttings and whatever. You know, which is always nice. I mean, there's a lot, there are a lot of drops down here as well. Yeah, to pick up. that's true. That is true. Right. Um, after that, I don't think I have any real favorites. Um, I mean, of course, there's the East Run for a Colibri camp that I mentioned earlier. Um, BBK Bay, Pogonogo Isle is one of my personal favorites because, I mean, first of all, do people even know where Pogonogo Isle is? Yeah, you take one of the uh, the clippers out there. Yep, mm-hmm. right. It's one of those things you have to take the mana clipper out. It's it's really really far, and you know, 
getting there takes up like half an hour in itself. Yeah, I would but, ho- I would hope most people know where it is by now. You know, but I mean things. Well, okay. Alternatively, if you have the HQ swimsuit where you can just teleport straight there now, <laughs> which, is a, which is a thing that most people don't use, unfortunately. So you're, you're fighting, you know, mandragoras, which are squishy, as always, you know, and you're fighting birds, you know, which are weak to piercing. So mm-hmm. the mobs, you know, you're, you're, chances are you'll be the only one there. The mobs are fairly close together. You'll be undisturbed. And I mean, the place looks pretty nice as well. And it's just constant good XP throughout. The only pa- the only hassle is actually getting there. After that, you've got the Behemoth's Dominion. You'll have to you'll have to edit this part because the Behemoth's Dominion and BBK Bay is actually before the Sanctuary Zeta. Um, you know, Behemoth's D- Dominion you know has both lesser and greater Gala, which are basically bats. Yep, I remember leveling my ninja there. Yeah, my ninja stuff. Very good camp. Easy to get to too. Mm-hmm. Pretty easy to um, just be. You have, you have to be a little bit careful of the undead and the, yes. and the weapons out there, but they're generally like not. They're usually not a factor. Um, and also, one thing that you might want to know is that Behemoth's Dominion has fields of valor. It's one, it's one of those camps that have been boosted by fields of valor. Oh, nice! Yeah, that's right. That's right. Right. So you gain. You have somewhere close by to gain, like you know, regen, refresh, but you also the the bonuses from. Um, killing a certain set of mobs. After that, um, one of the camps I really, really liked, but I don't really recommend for like XP an hour is the Miserux Coast. Uh, the mis- oh, yeah, Miserux, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, you know where the waterfall is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right, you can XP off the crabs and the pugs and. You know the great, the giant birds there. Yeah, I never thought of that. XP. It, it's it's not it's not it's not oh my god amazing XP, but I mean I love the zone. Right. And the pieces drop there gorgeous, so why not? <laughs> of course, the problem is trying to get people who actually have that. I, I, suppose yeah. most, I suppose most people at this point in the game have you know Tafnes and access. Right. Well, yeah, you would you would think, but uh, you know more more moreover. You know what's what's a little bit more important than that is you know do they want to go through all the trouble of getting out there? Right. Yeah. I mean, most. I mean, most, the thing about alternate camps is that the, one of the big hassles is that I mean, they're, they're usually way. fairly inaccessible. Right. Yeah. I mean, this we are, okay. We are no longer in like two thousand seven where you had to you know cl- you know you had to teleport to Zakabar and run up an entire mountain just to XP. Right, yeah. yeah. Or, like, you know, get a chocobo, you know, teleport mayor, ride a chocobo all the way up to sky, and, like, yeah. you know, right. and so, just, just fight over camps. So, moving know. on past that, then, what uh, what camps would you recommend to move up towards 75? All right, okay. So, 45, 47, you know, you've got that controversial Bostinux Ublet camp, the funnel bats. That's the one that um, you really need a bard for to sleep. After that, it's... You see, unfortunately, the fifty, the early fifties, especially, are fairly dry. Uh, this, this is the, one of the harder areas to XP for because um, traditionally, Kuftotan was really the only way to get past, get through this part. And especially when Aragon came out, there wasn't really a nice bridge between fifty and fifty-five. So this is the kind of toughing it out part. Um, I did find worker crawlers in the past in Lowlandberry Fields Shadow Realm. Which is right outside Crawler's Nest in the uh-huh. past. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was quite nice. And after that, it's just basically playing around. Once you hit, you know, once you hit fifty-five, you can choose to stay in Aragon. 
if you want to move out, you know, the options there, but basically the number of camps that you have at your disposal just explode. Right, yeah. yeah. And of course, even, even, I mean, the way, just the way that Outorgan works with, uh, obviously, the uh, sanction XP bonus, even when camps tend to be overcrowded, there, it is still fairly easy if you're concentrating on leveling to proceed through those camps at a relatively quick pace. Right. So, I mean, as I, as I was saying earlier, you know, the number of camps that you get between, you know, 55 and 75, you know, just like, are just so much greater now because other guns are available to you. Um, but there are a few highlights in the old areas, you know, um, Ulegran range, six, 59 to 63, you know, was off Nival Raptors, if you remember those. Um, oh, the Raptors. You know, those, that was um, one of my first TP burn experiences, actually, when the, when bef- just before the TP burn rage started, you know, I did uh, an axe burn party off these raptors. And I've, I've actually been back there a couple of times after that. Basically, once you, once you hit TOA, everyone's favorite area is yes. everyone's favorite area. Uh, okay. the, the, the reason to look for alternative camps at that point from TOAU is if you can't find a camp in TOAU. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so that's the, you know, that would be a good driving reason to go find another camp. Or you know, maybe you can parse higher XP per hour somewhere else. I, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, there are a lot of individual reasons, but I mean, you know, overall, Overall, we're talking like you know if you can't you know if you can't get into Colibri's, you know go fight some some wyverns out in Grauber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some XP is better than none. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So uh, so I I, I, I think uh, I think that that wraps it up for for at least uh, most of the the XP areas. Um, but uh, you know there's there's a lot of different ways to get XP. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not just through a traditional six-man party, and so, you know, we gotta, uh, you know, we gotta at least touch on some of these. Sure. sure. Um, so, so why don't we talk about um, some some beastman pet camps and uh, and and some some soloing options here, gamer? Why don't you take the oh, oh wait ah. oh the streak them That's right. Aww. Now uh, I'm I can sad now. Be, being as how I, I did uh, solo Black Mage from 20 to 75, we can touch on it a little bit. Now, I know that with Beastmaster specifically, it may be a little bit different, but Beastmaster also, you know, has this uh, sort of same same sort of thing they could go on. Um, but basically what you're looking for is Beastmaster mob pets are the best yeah. way to go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they still get the same amount of XP as what something would check at that level, but they have a significantly mm-hmm. lower mm-hmm. amount of HP. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Especially for black mages getting into ancient magic level range, you can one-shot them a lot of the times. But as long as the, the master's back is turned, you can pull the pet away on just about any job as long as you have the means to survive. I've seen thieves do it, you know, sub-ninja. I've seen blues do it, you know, two, three-shotting them. Obviously, black mages can do it. Beastmasters have their own pets to use. Um, and, and, if, and if you look around on things like the wiki or Alakazam, there are definitely uh, lists and guides telling you where the best camps are, what to fight. Um, uh, Kai Samote on the uh, stream here mentioned that uh, Tonbury's Elementors are also very good. Uh, there's those in so- Soja. Oh, out in Soja, yep, yeah. I've also leveled off those in the jungle at one point with the black mage. So as far as soloing goes, you're definitely looking for Beastmaster mobs that have weak pets because they will then respawn within a very short amount of time. Right, yeah. Exactly. I mean, this is a fairly, I mean, this is a relatively recent um, advancement because 
I mean, it wasn't until like I think a year ago that people started like looking into Beastmaster pet camps specifically. Yeah, yeah I mean, a year or two or so. And when Wings of the Goddess was first released, you know, the the there was a bit of a glitch in the sense that um, the be- the pets were actually programmed to have the normal amount of HP compared to you know regular mobs, Ooh. so they they weren't you know they, you couldn't really do that. But yeah. once um, Square Enix, you know, fixed that issue and reduced the pet ex, you know, HP, you know, you've got a lot of. They opened up a lot more Beastmaster pet camps to, um, to the public. So I mean, you know, Vunkel Inlet of tigers, and I think there's a bat camp down there of beetles. You know, is is a very popular mm-hmm. one now. Joyce's or Saruman, you know, Champagne in the past. You know, the golden beetles down there as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't know how how traditional Beastmaster camping went when you know you actually use you know mo- you know monsters to fight actual IT monsters and whatnot. But nowadays, fighting the pets off Beastmaster mobs is definitely the way to go. Right. Yeah. And and Kahlo, as you had mentioned before, uh, also a good option for soloing something like Black Mage. Mm-hmm. up as well yep uh you're going to be looking for uh, a similar tactic uh now uh over on camp sitaru uh there is an entire uh there's an entire layout from 19 to all the way up to 75 uh that uh, that that lays out some good Beastmaster camp spots um so you know definitely something uh to to take a look at we're we're not going to go through all of it because you know we're starting lol beast we're because because short on one yeah (laughs) um and uh and well not just that but we we are running a little bit long on time today um so uh definitely again campsitaru dot uh dot com. yeah so i mean you know that basically you know Covered six man stuff. Touched briefly on a lot of solo things too. Yep, yep. Um, just a you know a, a couple of things. I feel like we should we should at least touch on because I mean level sync changed the entire game. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely. really, like it, it it did. And maybe this justifies its own segment at some point. I I'm not sure, but uh, I again we're we are running a little bit long on time, so. Uh, you know, I just want to briefly mention level sync. What's nice about level sync is that, I mean, you know, you, you toss up something like Kamsitaru's and, you know, you can, it's, it, it's so much easier to, you know, pick a camp first before forming the party. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I mean, you can really pick any camp and you know whatever you, the returns are that you get that you think are the best, you can go anywhere. I mean, I, I, there are people I know that that have favorite camp spots that are synced at you know forty six and they're seventy five and still milking those same spots. And you know that's cool. I I, I can dig on that. Cool. More power to you. Um, but uh, but I mean, level sync has has definitely changed the entire leveling game. And 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 it's nice. To know that in the next, you know, in the in the July update, we're going to see an adjustment to the way that combat and magic skills are are gained as a result of the impact of level sync. Because um, I I think there are more and more people who are getting to seventy five every day that don't have capped skills, and you know that's something that's that's definitely definitely important. So um, good good to know that that's coming. But uh, right. 
I mean, level sync completely changed the playing field. With, I mean, other than you know tricks like you know syncing to a camp that you would love, you know it. It you notice that you you mentioned the change in mindset Be- before level sync. You would build a party first, then think about the camp. Whereas with level sync now, you can actually think of the camp first and build your party to fit that. Right. So it's like you know if. In the past, you know, if I wanted to level off birds, you know, I would be stuck with whatever piercing damage jobs were looking for a group between 55 and 57. You know, now I have, I can search all ranger 55 to 74, you know, and pick every, you know, pick and choose from them. Right. Do you, do you mind sinking down to 55 or so? And, and, and I, the ramification of level sync is very, very interesting. I think, it does. I, I feel it does deserve its own episode. But. Yeah, I, 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 definitely a, a much more in-depth coverage than than we can give it today. Uh, that's yeah. for sure. Because level sync turned partying on its head. It did. So it really. It did. Yeah. It yeah. really needs its own dedicated episode. Yep. To do it justice. And and I mean you know something else that that we haven't covered uh, that we're not going to cover uh, stuff like summoner burns, astral burns. Uh, you know very very specialized. Uh, you know group like dra- dragoon burns. You know, five dragoons and a bard, whatever. I don't, Mana burns. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like these are these are very specialized things. Um, it, it, you know, even some of the astral burn stuff. Some of the returns on that borders on, you know, the ridiculous. Well, <laughs> it, it, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I. I mean, you know, some of the returns are are just are just ridiculous on that. So, you know, we're not we're not even going to bother. Uh, uh, touching those, they do exist. There is information out there about them, um, but uh, but you know, use use those at your own discretion. So just uh, just something to keep in mind. Um, and I think the last thing that I think we should talk about is uh, you know where we where we get to once we're at seventy five birds, we, right? Birds and more birds, lots of yeah, birds, lots of birds. Yes, um, but meriting. Uh, and and you know what what seems to be the overall opinion as far as meriting goes, and and how meriting is is uh, accomplished, uh, you know, for the most part. I mean, most of it is burns at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, just TP burns and Get as much XP as fast as you can, and uh, to get the more merits to make your character better. Right, and, and right off the top of my head, there are basically just three types of camps. You have Mammal Jaws at the Mammal Jaws staging point. Yep. You have birds at Nizol bird camp. Yep. And then, depending, this is, it's a little bit slower, but you have trolls in Halvang. Yep. And that's that's basically it. Yeah, that that it, you, you do have Mamulja inside Mamuk as well. Right, right. There are there are some you know smaller alternative camps. Another one, for example, is also like I said, Castle yeah, Tro- well, Troja. Inside Mamuk can I mean, especially if you got someone who leaves mid party that didn't come out there with you guys, getting somebody yeah. else out there mm-hmm. to repl- do a replacement. Uh-huh. Oh man, that can be the death of a party real, real quick. Oh man, I've mm-hmm. had that happen a couple of times. Um, but yes, that is. I mean, that definitely is an option, and and you can get some really, really great XP out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you know, it seems like it, it seems like you know, if you don't have a bard, people aren't interested, and you know, if you don't have this or that, or if you want to even go like a traditional route versus a TP bird, people are really, Just really resistant. Yeah, people are really resistant to this stuff. And I, uh, oh, why, why, why do you think? Um, I think it depends on your mindset. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, uh, 
But if you if you remember Elmer's um the the Japanese questions yeah on jpbutton.com um one thing that struck me was how one of the response one of the questions fired to us by the Japanese was talking about merit parties and you know mindsets about heal you know these healers what to do etc 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 you know why can't we play properly you know we Japanese like to relax in our merit parties you know we we don't want to stress out the healers etc you know right and you know from from a predominantly like north american point of view you know i'm like you know we we i find that we tend not to try and relax in merit parties and if we do we do it with our friends you know people on our friend list or on a link shell only mm-hmm. when yeah. we go out and do a pickup group you know we are in for one thing and one thing only is to get xp or merit points or whatever and, it is yeah yeah i mean and you know in well, line the, with that it, it just makes sense to demand the best you know xp at hour rate yeah the re- the returns speak for themselves i mean you know mm-hmm. the the evidence that evidence is clear well, you, you can't argue that and also i think the mindset is too like for example you know if you're winding into a party that makes 20k an hour and someone offers you a situation where you're going to be getting about 10k an hour and you turn it down and you you know we we think well you know isn't some better than none but the mindset there is yeah but if i take this and then a 20k an hour comes along i'm not there to get it right yes well, and also with that is another interesting situation like for me for example like i am one of those okay i mean you can shame me on i am saying this in public and be publicly shame for this but i am <laughs> one of those people who are, i am one of those people who is bards plus give it a color only or none yeah. Uh, Ooh, shame, shame. <laughs> yeah, disc, um, for me as a black mage, right? I solo nine to ten k an hour if I wanted to, right? If you, if you as a merit party do not at least meet that standard, why should I bother going and joining you? If I can get more XP solo on my own time, uh, you know that's. I mean, I you know that's a good point. I can get two k XP an hour doing campaign, and um, you know, well. For me, just got quiet and sad. (laughs) For me, um, it really does depend on the player. Some people will take the chance of not getting anything. Some people will um, say, you know what, why not? I'll go and get the lower amount. For me, it's one of those things where the people that I am with really make the experience for me. I could get really, really bad uh, returns from a party. But as long as I'm having fun, because this is after all a game for me first and foremost. Yeah. If As long as I'm having fun, I'll do anything. I'll yeah, go by myself. I'll go with other people. That's that's how I am. You're, you're, you're well, also you're also a black mage, though. You're not a bard. I mean, see, you well, know, there's, you know, no, no offense to black mage. I'm in the same boat. I, I feel mm-hmm. your pain. But you know, if if I was a if I was a bard, yeah, I'd probably only want you know want the best, want the best, yeah. Unless exactly. and 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 I I kind of agree to you to an extent. Like like if some friends ask me to go to a burden party and I'm looking for a party, then I'll go because you're right. I'm getting XP and I'm with my friends. But if I'm going in, I, as you all know, I have very 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 little faith in humanity, Frice especially. <laughs> but so 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 if a random pickup if a random pickup party wants me to come, it's like all right, I'm with people I don't know. It's not gonna be fun. And they want me to take crap XP. If you want me to put up with being bored in in and shitty XP, no, I'd rather sit here and wait for something better. You yeah. know? Mm. Yeah, exactly. 
I mean, I do, I do feel sorry for the bards though, because of the mindset of that you have to have a bard only in your TP burns. That you know, people bard. You know, it's like once people know you have a bard at seventy five, you know, that's they will all demand it. nothing. Yeah, else. exactly. You're never coming as anything else, and uh, that is a dreadful thing to even think about. Why do you think I never level anything else? <laughs> Pure and simple. You enjoy the metal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that uh, that wraps up our subject of discussion for today. I think that's it. Is there anything we missed? I need some uh, red deaths now. I don't know. I don't. I, I, two, well, the, toothless. You would know. The I thing mean, is, it's it's such a big, it's such is. a vast topic. Yeah, yeah, of course we're gonna feel. Yeah, like there is. Uh, uh, yeah, let's let's say it. I mean, let's yeah. just put it out there right now. Like you know, for the sake, we, there is stuff that we missed. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. We're yes, we did. Human. But 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 I think it's 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 sufficient to say that no matter what we missed, partying in XP is partying. I mean, it's not yes. like we missed something to where someone's going to listen and be like, "All right, I don't know how to XP now." Because you do. This is just additional insight. So if there was something that we missed, I don't think anyone's going to lose sleep over it. All right. So I think that does it for our topic for today. And uh, yes, we did miss stuff, but. Um, you can, uh, you know, Kamsitaru is a great, great, great resource. Um, so make sure you check out Toothless's uh, blog, kamsitarus.blogspot.com. And Toothless, thank you once again for joining us. Uh, it's uh, It's been great talking with you, and thank you for providing such an excellent resource for so long. I mean, I've been I've been using it since I was just a little, you know, level 30 plebe, whatever. So, uh, so <laughs> you know, uh, much thanks and, and props to you, and, uh, and thanks for joining us. You are very welcome. It's been a pleasure. All right. Uh, so, uh, r- real quick, we, you know, we, we definitely running long on time, but I uh, wanted to uh, read a few emails here. I uh, got some emails. I got an email was sent to my email address, but I'm going to save it for the rogues then. I like that. Cuts down on time, works for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this one comes from Angelina of Remora. Oh, do I got to read this one? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Angelina from Remora. Says, Who's also in our Starbreaker yep. chat room. Oh, says, greetings. Sobs. Greetings, hosts of LBR and Juxt and Iru. Sorry, MSN doesn't support the sending of woozy shrooms through email, but you can imagine they're here. This is Angelina from the Remora server. Yeah, we know. <laughs> I've been a listener of LBR for nearly a year, but first time emailer. I have every LBR episode downloaded and stored on my PC just because these episodes are fantastic. I listen to them while on the way to work, and I have to hold it in all the laughter while on the bus. I'm a fellow Dark Knight. Oh, jeez. Yes. So I know your pain in Nero about accuracy problems, but at least when we do hit, we knock stuff into the middle of next week. That's true. As I'm also a thief at level 65, a question for Kala would be, what piece <laughs> of gear should I really focus on getting as I progress through my levels towards 75? This will be my 10th 75 job as I have no life. I love the show. Keep up the awesome work, and here's the more fantastic episodes to come. P.S. Treasure Hunter is a myth. It only works on beehive chips and slime oil. It's true. Um, unless you're me, then it works on everything that I want it to work on. <laughs> um, well, but- since since we have Angelina mm-hmm. here, why don't you... Uh- well, yeah. Uh, if well, you're since you're coming you up directly, yep, you're coming up on to 65, so that's good. Uh, it means you have assassins. You can focus on your main three pieces of sets you're going to want to work on. You're first of all going to want to work on a TP set. Now, because you're only 65, uh, you're get, probably going to want to work mostly on accuracy and put haste in there where you can. But make sure you can hit first. You should be using soul sushi. 
weapon skill sets obviously uh, all of our weapon skills have dex modifiers uh dancing edge also has charisma but because we use sneak attack we also get uh double sort of like double the modifier from both sneak attack and uh our weapon skills so you're gonna want to get dexterity is gonna be your main stat it's not gonna hurt to put some strength in there if you're using uh sada like the full sada weapon skill you can throw some agility in there too but i only think it's needed i would focus mainly on the dex and the strength because you have assassin at this point though you could uh do your own like you know just vanilla straight trick attack set with just a bunch of uh agility gear on there especially if you're doing limbus try to get the af plus one uh armlets because those increase your modifier damage from agility by about 15 percent as you get to 75 and you're starting to get your dagger merit you're starting to get uh more accuracy overall then you're going to want to start turning your tp set from accuracy more into haste and if you get to the point where you can put all haste, or even better yet, if you have whole man, you have your haste and your accuracy, you can even switch from soul sushi over to things like marinara pizza, or if you really have big deep pockets, red curry. <laughs> For additional information, if you check out my blog at Rogue's Den, or I'm sorry, Rogue Den, no S. Dot blogspot.com. I actually have a couple guides up there for Thief, including a gear guide as well as merit guides. So be sure to check that out because I've been told that it's uh, it's pretty good. Lies. This has been the hour in Kahlo's Corner. Congratulations, Angelina, for your directly answered question. Yep. So, yeah, and actually, since you're right here, Angelina, if there, is, is, does that answer anything or is there anything else you want to know? Yep. All right, cool. Hmm. All right, she's good on everything. All right, good. All right, all right, awesome. Next email. All right. Hi, my name is Blade Dave. <laughs> Regular. Oh, I, re- I love that name. That's a great Blade Dave. Oh. Blade Dave. Blade Dave, you're my new hero. <laughs> okay, so Blade Dave, Regular Dragoon from the Kate Sith server. In response to Final Fantasy XIV, I am for the most part very excited. Yes, we did talk about mm-hmm. Final Fantasy fourteen on the uh, Limit Breaking News segment. Yep, yep. So, mm-hmm. yeah. When I got a hold of Final Fantasy eleven, it was not the first Final Fantasy game I had played, but the first MMO that I had played. So I was excited, confused, and shy all wrapped into one. Uh, I started off saying hello to an NPC in a cutscene, after all. I do know mm-hmm. someone with an uh, equally embarrassing story, but they would kill me. Cough. Didn't know how to log out, shut down, cough. <laughs> my early memories of Final Fantasy XI are my favorites, listening to the music for the first time, exploring areas yeah. I now know, like the back of my hand, and the community within when PvP and Garrison were commonplace. But the best probably comes from meeting people in the game on the same server outside of my home as I went on my first trip to America by making friends in the game who I met for real. I'm from the UK, he says. Now that a new MMO is on the way, I can get into this not feeling a complete stranger. Everything will be new, and I like that. As for people wanting it to transfer data from Final Fantasy XI, I understand why they're not going to do this. After all, it would then just have to be Final Fantasy XI 2 or break the Final Fantasy tradition of each numbered game being its own entity. I'll quite happily recreate the adventures of Blade Dave within Final <laughs> within F1B. F1. Oh, oh, with Face 1B oh, gotcha. and add yeah. features like beards when they become available. But if the friends list is shareable, I want to know if SC will make it easier for Final Fantasy XI players who want to join their Final Fantasy XI friends on 14 and not end up on different servers. I made some truly wonderful friends and hate to end up on a different server. However, when FF14 comes out, I will continue to play 11 as I will not just abandon Vanadiel and the great things I have to offer. Thanks for reading. This is my first email to any podcast since I discovered you earlier in the year. Keep up the good work. 
Thanks for the awesome email. Blade and your Dave. Awesome name, Blade Dave. <laughs> the Blade Master. Kind of, kind of reminds me of get him, Steve Dave. From you know Kevin Smith movies. No. Oh come Ones. on. I don't. Yeah, uh, Mallrats. I I haven't seen Mallrats. You haven't what? I think it's the only one I haven't seen. Have to change that with a capital P F F T. We're gonna have to change that. Uh, okay, all right. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, uh, there there dude, there's been a lot of kind of I don't know, like almost like doom and gloom mm. around F F fourteen in the future of eleven. Come on, seriously, guys, they're not. Yep. Come on, and it's actually, not over. Uh, it's not over. It's chill, just relax. It's fine. Dude. This game has years. But to come, come on, EverQuest yeah. died. Oh, nope. no, wait. No, no way. it didn't. No, no, it did not. People neither, still play Ultima Online. Exactly. Yeah. Neither did Ultima Online. I mean, you know. How old is that? I, I can, I, it's it's weird. Like, the, the the only games in recent memory, the only MMOs in recent memory that have failed have been ones that never captured an audience to begin with. Auto Assault, I'm looking at you. Tabula Rasa, we're looking at you. Yep, Exactly. And there's probably so much more, but who cares? See, Richard Garriott can't crap gold. He thought he could. But now he just launches himself into space. All right, come on. But to answer your... your, your <laughs> the, the one worry that Real I saw there... Um, Matrix Online Fusion says, yes, oh, that's yeah. true. The, uh, the, the one thing that you did mention there that, that you were worried about was ending up on different servers than your friends. However, in all the interviews that we've seen, you know, one of the main things that they, that they stress is that they are going to apply what they've learned from FF11 and FF14, which, of course, is just an absolute given. You take what you learn in the past and apply it in the future. Yeah, exactly. And I think something that uh, we're definitely going to see is because, you know, obviously FF used to be that way, but then they changed it to where with upon creation you can pick the server you want to start on. Yeah. So I don't think that's anything we're gonna have to worry about. I don't think so. Even before that, as annoying as it was, there was the world pass system. Yes, yes, that's true. So uh thank you very much for your email, Blade Dave. I'm Blade also Dave. also looking forward to uh to FF fourteen. And that's going to take care of emails for today. Woo! No voices of Vana Deal today, because we are running way long here. We'll have to wait until a personal update one for that. Where, yes, the next episode is going to be much more casual. Uh, and there will be Moogle Mosas and Death from Above. Death Something from ab- tells okay. me that I'm glad that I won't be here that day. <laughs> you're, you're making up drinks now, aren't you? I can tell you what's in Death from Above if you want. I, I'm sure our Starbreakers. Okay, Starbreakers. This is for Starbreakers only, so you guys don't get to hear it. Only. If you want to make a death from above, this is what you need. You're going to need a. You need. You need. You need. And juice, and you need. And you just pour all those into one big cup, and that's your death from above. Five of them is what I had out in California at FanFest. Absolutely fine. And then I had ten of them uh, over vacation here when I was with my family. And ten is too much. Ten is too much. I think maybe nine. Nine. I threw up. It wasn't a bad day. Like, I wasn't, like, dying and, like, oh, this is horrible. I was fine. Slight stomachache. Still talking. Still messing around with people. And it's just like, oh, wait. Hold on a second. Bathroom. Throw up three times. The first time I missed the toilet. I had to clean that up. But then I walked out and it's like, all right, guys, I'm back. Feeling fine. That was it. Great night. Drink whiskey, bitch. Exactly. Anything else? No. That's all I have to say. So there, if you wanted to know how a death from above was made and want to drink a really girly drink, go ahead. Excuse me, have you tried Red Death? 
Have you tried whiskey? Have you tried the Red Death? Have you tried whiskey? It is not a pushover. Okay. Can you guys make me care anymore? All right. <laughs> I think that's okay. it. <laughs> I think that's it. I think I'm going to call it. We're done. Sweet. That's it. That's how we're ending the show. Goodbye. No. Okay. Roll credits. No. no. <laughs> uh. All right. So that's going to take care of Limit Break Radio for our 45th episode. Getting close to 50. Woo! Close, close, closely approach. Well, slowly approaching, I guess. Something um, like that. <laughs> make sure you check out our website, www.limitbreakradio.com. Uh, remember to check out our new segment today in Von Adil, uh, where we're going to bring you today's headlines. Whenever today happens to be. I mean, we, we, we release them as headlines. Released. Okay, yeah, anyway. Uh, today in Von Adil, that's new. Uh, more, more new stuff coming. Uh, and, uh, of course, if you want to join in on the fun and interact with the show, make sure you donate. Uh, become a Starbreaker and uh, join us on the uh, on the Starbreaker exclusive stream. And uh, you can come chat with us and hang out with us uh, uh, for the show. And you can hear me do really stupid stuff like record an hour and a half and forget to record, push the record button. That was really awesome. Hooray, warm up. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So Starbreakers get double today. Um, so uh, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely check that out. A couple of things I want to mention um, because I don't, I don't think that people know that we have this yet. Uh, if you want to know about the Limit Break Radio production schedule, like if you want to know what's coming up this week, uh, you know I, I, when I'm editing, uh, when a recording is supposed to happen, uh, head on over to twitter.com/lbrprod, and that is the Limit Break Radio production schedule. And uh, you can uh, you can you know follow us at uh, at lbrprod, and uh, you know uh, you get all your updates for Limit Break Radio. Also, uh, Limit Break Radio is on Facebook. You can uh, join us as a group, is it, is, I think, or you can become a fan. I think. Yeah, you become like yeah. a fan. Become a fan. Um, and what's what's actually what's what's really cool about this is that uh, every time something is posted to the front page, it's also uh, posted through Facebook, so it shows up on your uh, on your feed. So if you're someone that actually like checks Facebook more than you do LBR, and you still want your LBR updates, boom. There you Be- go. Become a fan, and you'll always get your LBR updates in your in your feed thing. Woo. And it will be forced on you. And uh, we're uh, I, well. I'm on I'm on MySpace technically. MySpace.com slash Nero. If anyone More cares. Like lol space. Uh, yeah, I I really don't use MySpace at all. So um, but uh, but yeah, Facebook, Twitter, check those out. Twitter. Um, also, I wanted to mention uh, real quick, uh, uh, Zero just put this in place today. Uh, you'll notice uh, a very, very minute change to our uh, our website layout, and uh, accompanying each post, uh, you, we have uh, several buttons, uh, a, a dig button, a Facebook button, let's see what else we got here, a Twitter button, MySpace button, and uh, uh, another dig button. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, dig and delicious. That was the other one. I, I get those mm-hmm. kind of mixed nom. up. Yep, some, sometimes. So, um, Want more, please? If you want to share an article through Twitter or through MySpace or through Facebook or any of the, you know, dig, delicious, whatever, the, they they're they're now there from the front page. So click button uh, thing. They yes, click and discover and learn more. I don't know. 
making it up now. Uh, okay, uh, two two things, two things before uh, before we take off here. Two more things. Uh, one, Fusion X wanted us to mention that the podcast survey is still up uh, for the uh, the uh, Square Enix um, uh, community. Uh, community team podcast tour. Uh, that survey is still up, uh, petfoodalpha.com. Um, uh, and uh, also, the other thing that we wanted to mention is right around the time, a little bit, a- actually a little bit after, just, just slightly after uh, Extra Life, we're going to be doing a panel at Yomacon in Dearborn, Michigan. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, what it's like to uh to uh you know do limit break radio uh, the podcast do the you know the website the the management all of that and we're going to be talking about uh, some of the stuff that uh that we're going to be doing in the future uh in conjunction with Eurozopedia. fusion x is going to join us too uh some maybe some of the other uh, pfa crew i know that steak and dually uh, both had expressed interest in going out there uh Kahlo and i will both be out there possibly sale as well I know I'm interested. Uh, so, uh, but but here's the thing: if you can't join us, we're going to be streaming it. Uh, well, hopefully, hopefully we'll be streaming it if we can figure uh, out how. Yeah, if we can, <laughs> if we can manage uh, uh, to get a good internet signal. Um, if we if we don't end up streaming it, 100, percent we will podcast it. I guarantee you, we will podcast the panel. We will cast it in a pod. Yes, we will. Promise. Um, so, uh, but if you can, uh, if you're in the area or want to travel to come to Yomacon, please come join us uh, for the uh, the Final Fantasy Eleven podcast panel at Yomacon 2009. You can check out their website. I want to say their website is yomacon.com. Y o u m a c o n dot com. Max V is going to be out there. Yeah, that's what I hear. Exciting. She is looking forward to it. Exciting. So uh, make sure you check out the Excellent podcast artist. panel. Well, that means Tiger is going to be there. We'll we'll yes. have we'll, we'll some of these uh, some of these updates will be coming to the front page too. Uh, we'll we'll be making note of them too as well. Um, also, we did a, a revamp of the guest applications portion of our uh, 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 of our site. We've got potential topics that we want to talk about laid out there for you guys. So uh, so you know check it out uh, if if you think you'd be a good guest for any one of those topics. Put up a guest app. All right, that's it. Uh, Toothless, we, we really want to thank you for joining us again and talking about uh, Camp Tarus and XP Camps. And, and I know that it's really late. It's really or really early, rather, for you. And resisting sleep. Yeah, and, <laughs> and uh, we, we do want to thank you for, uh, for hanging out. And, uh, and, and thanks for, uh, for coming on LBR. Yeah, no problem. Like I said, my pleasure. All right. Well, we, uh, we're going to get out of here uh, once again. LimitBreakRadio.com I'm Nero. Keep listening. And I'm Kahlo, kicking it from the back, as always. And I'm Sale, glad that Nero and Kahlo have stopped pulling things out of their ass box. And, uh, for, for Gamer, uh... Fail! <laughs> the streak is broken! No!
Final Fantasy, Tetramaster, and Vonadeal are registered trademarks of Square Enix. Square Enix and Play Online are trademarks of Square Enix. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content. The Limit Break Radio Network is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Share-Alike United States license. For more information on Creative Commons licenses, visit creativecommons.org. Thank you.